Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Ken Miller, together on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to The Hook, powered by Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Hook. My name is Ken Miller. I uh, do talk radio here in Des Moines along with Trent Condon. We're on 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, where we talk a lot of sports and a lot of sports wagering. Mike Palm, the Vice President of Operations from Circa, is uh, my co-host for this next, well, however long we go. We're going to a lot of hockey conversations. I want to go behind the scenes with Mike Palm, with March Madness upon us, how quick and how uh, needed and how necessary is it to get those lines up ASAP? Kind of the calm before the storm. Let's go to snowy Las Vegas. And co-host is Mike Baum. Mike, this is unbelievable. I saw, are you in Summerland or Henderson, first of all, your home? Well, technically it's Spring Valley, but if you go two blocks, one direction, it's Summerland. Summerland, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you have snow in the backyard yesterday out by the pool? The flakes were like this. Yeah, but- they don't stick, Kenny. Right. They don't. They right. just don't. St- I mean, there's been one time that I can remember, and I've been here since '05 that it actually stuck to the ground, and you had white on the ground. So they hit the ground, uh, and then it turned to water. But the the snow on the mountains, and I can I looked around the mountains to the west. Oh, it was breathtaking. Yeah. Um, and so you know, but people can't drive. It's snowing, and I mean, it's just ridiculous what happens with the traffic here when it snows at all um, because <laughs> the people it's like Fernando Valenzuela at Olympic Stadium when it snowed and he'd never seen it and he kept circling the mound didn't know what was happening you know that's an underrated ballpark it's the first ballpark I ever got to uh, the Expos and the Braves yeah. uh, I wish that city would get Major League Baseball back I do I know that they had it and they failed but they want it back so badly Olympic Stadium was like a mausoleum uh, at the end you know it's just antiquated I've seen the land the plot of land downtown Montreal for not a big ballpark like 50,000 I think 45,000 any chance or where do you see expansion of Major League Baseball if it happens well I think you know obviously Vegas is an area I think the Carolinas Mm -hmm. um, makes sense yep Um, you think Portland does Montreal have enough people to support it I think so. I mean, they, they have two exhibition games a year, right? Toronto yeah. comes over and the Blue Jays play somebody. Yeah. And there's 45,000. It's the it's the two days before the regular season starts. Can they support it all year long? Look, you go back to the 70s and the 80s when Montreal was in their heyday with Reigns and Gary Carter and Ellis Valentine and Andre Dawson and Steve Rogers and dot, 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 so many guys, they, they would get 30, 35,000 a night. But in the end, I mean, I feel bad for Tony Gwynn and their fan base. That's where he got his 3,000 hit in front of family and friends on the September night at the end of uh, the um, Expo season. Yeah, I mean, those were some good teams in the early yeah. 80s that they had. And, uh, you know, remember the 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 NLCS with the Dodgers and the, and the yeah. home run, Rick, Rick Monday, the yes. big Rick Monday home run and, and, Huge. and that. so I don't know. I, I, you know, Nashville, Portland's an interesting, mm-hmm. Portland's an interesting city. Um, so yeah, you know, you know, I, I think those are all candidates. 
um, if you think they need to expand. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Well, have you started to dive into, we talked to baseball last week on yeah. the program. Have you got any more in depth into it? Uh, no, since I, haven't that done, time? I haven't done as much because of the sickness in the family, Kenny. Yeah, and we've, yeah. It's just been hard to, hard to get 20 minutes of free thought to do anything mm. right now with the kids and that. So, um, we'll hit it more next week. Let's do both central divisions next week. I'm all for it. Let's do it. If, uh, obviously, we'll be in the throes of March Madness. So what's this week like? Is this kind of, you know, get things done that you brought, might have to put off for a couple of weeks because it's going to be just madness, literally, with all the people coming in and out of town? Well, you know, there's 13 conference tournaments that are going this week, including one of the, my favorite, the Missouri Valley. You know? Um, and, you know, in four of the 13, the one seed is not the favorite, including Drake, who technically mm -hmm. finished second to Bradley, but is the favorite here. It's really interesting. Some of these, the team that won the regular season is the third choice. So for people that don't love to bet futures because it ties up your money, these conference tournaments only tie up your money for three or four days. If you want to take a shot at, you know, to win a tournament, I know people have bet into who's going to win the conference tournament already, but these are interesting ways to play some of these smaller tournaments. Is is that what you do, Mike? And then do you then carry that over to the uh, the Power Five or Power Six, whatever you want to call it? I haven't been able to spend enough time to do it. I'll play game to game here a little bit. Um, I, I think there's some interesting in-game opportunities where teams that are favored against real bad teams are down at the half, and you know basically you're betting them to win the game. I think yeah. it happened to Troy today. I laid six in the second half, so they had to win mm. by two end up winning by four, although they got down by a bigger margin. Uh, there's just some interesting opportunities. And I, I love the I love the march to the arch with the Missouri Valley. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's always a great tournament. It's rare the one seed wins. No, to me, it's the unofficial beginning of March Madness. Covered it when Drake won in uh, 2008 when they made it as a five seed to the big dance. The Panthers, the Duke, and uh, fall subsequent years to that. It was it's It's a great city. Um, and it's, it's all, everything's right together, right? It's all downtown yep. St. Louis. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful building. Uh, there's plenty to do. Restaurants are good. So I, I'm with you. I highly recommend going. You know, my father, I don't know if I ever told you this story, Kenny, or you and Trent, but my father did not like to fly. So our summer vacation every year, one week he would take off and he would correspond it to baseball. So we would leave, um, on a Saturday night from Dubuque and we would drive to Des Moines and we would go to Adventureland on Sunday. Yeah. And we would stay there. And, and then early Monday morning, we would drive to Kansas city mm -hmm. and catch a Royals three game series. It didn't really matter who the Royals were, but he loved Kaufman and the fountains and all that. Yeah. We'd go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then very early Thursday morning, we would drive across. So the last leg of the trip was always a Cubs four game series at Bush. Oh my he was a diehard Cubs fan, but he hated to go into Chicago. So he would much better. And we love St. Louis. St. Louis mm -hmm. is a great city. Like you said, everything's mm -hmm. right there downtown. Yep. A lot of stuff for kids to do. Yep. Yeah, all that stuff. So we that was our trip every year. And and his so he worked for St. Regis Paper Company. They made Cartons paper products. Quaker Oats was a big, but Anheuser-Busch was a big client mm -hmm. of theirs. So we would get four seats, eight rows up directly behind home plate for that whole series. Nice. And, and we'd stay in the hotel the Cubs stayed in and we, you know, we get to run into Dave Kingman and all this. So yeah. he just, he loved it so much. So I think from the time I was four or five to like, I was maybe 10 or 11, we, that was our trip every year. Did you get up in the arch? Did you go up in the arch and take a, that experience? My, 
So we bought three tickets. I think I was six or seven years old. Maybe it was our second time. We bought three tickets to go up or two adults and a child. And my father watched the movie on how they made the arch, you know, uh, while we were waiting for yeah. our time. And then yeah. he, he didn't go. We so right? got a refund. He, the people died, the wind and all. He said, yeah. I'm not getting up. It's something too. Part of the reason he was a little claustrophobic. Why well, he didn't, well, like, yeah. he wouldn't have done well there. But when you yeah. get to the top, and it's that, great. You, oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, so my, you mother, know, my mother and I went. You know what I, I, I likened it to? And I didn't get there until I was probably in my 30s, maybe early 40s. It's like getting in the the clothes dryer at home. You yeah. know, because it, it's really cramped. But once you get up and there. It, and it, tr- 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 you know, yes, it's a little yes. bit like when you climb the roller coaster when you're going up That's and it's true. Dirt. Click, click, click. Yeah, click, yeah. click, click. Yep, absolutely. Well, Mike, before we get into hockey, we're going to talk a lot of hockey. The trade deadline's coming up tomorrow. There's been a boatload of trades that I think have changed the fortunes of some teams. I'm anxious to get your take on it, including a, the, your Ottawa Senators, who I watch a lot of. Uh, they're, they're a team on the come. But, you know, with all of these tournaments, with all of these games – What's it like behind the scenes? When when do you guys start working? Once you know that uh, this team's going to advance and this team's already waiting, when do the line makers start doing their thing? And how many of them are working on any particular game at once? So we really now during these conference tournaments and that are, are employing four primarily and two support lines makers to cover all these different events and, you know, parsing out tournaments to them. 13 this week. So really – they're taking three or four different conferences and being responsible for it with support from a couple other guys. And it's interesting, right? Cause the matchups are going to change and really you yeah. want to post a line for the next day within 60 minutes of a game ending. Mm-hmm. You probably have a line already made up for either outcome. Now did anything happen sure. in the game to sway that? Uh, so it's a very busy time, but it's better than when we have holiday tournaments. Cause these holiday tournaments are really hard. They get off schedule. The game's supposed to go at two 30. They get, it, it, it's harder in the holiday tournament times when football's still going than right it. now. And right, it's yeah. much easier to do right now. Yeah, because you got the NFL, you've got college football, you got the holiday tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it's that really the tough. busiest time? It, that's the busiest time for the bookmaker in that November, December range where you're get, you've got college basketball tournaments mm-hmm. along with football and, and college football. So 60 minutes after the game ends, you, you post a line. Sometimes sooner, that's really the goal. Maybe it's 20, okay. 30 minutes, but... You want to get it up within an hour because your competitors are going to have it up. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and, and so you want you want to have it up there for people who who's got a strong feeling after they've watched that game to bet the team next, either to fade them or follow. So when you when when you post the line, how quickly is it before you realize, yeah, maybe we messed up, or boy, this looks like it's spot on. Well, I mean, it depends on how many max bets you take, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. usually you, usually at the third max bet on the same side, you, you start to move the number, and maybe you're you're off yeah. to the market, you know? Yeah, and that happened, of course, when you set put the Super Bowl line out, right? And very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. But you know, then everybody said, "My God, they won by three. Circa it's had a two and a half to achieve. Well, circa this, circa that. I mean, I mean, then we were taking all the credit, but for you know, for ten days, we were the idiots, right? So I mean, it doesn't really have to do. You're putting a lineup to take action, right? Not necessarily equal action because of our future liability there. Is there still, I mean, so let's go over what's going on in Vegas, all the tournaments. So T-Mobile is, is, gets used. Uh, yeah. The Orleans get used. Thomas yeah. and Mac. Does the yeah. MGM still host anything? I don't believe so. Uh, they don't have anything there at Grand Garden anymore. Orleans gets hit. Um, and then uh, 
and uh, Thomas and Mac and uh, T-Mobile for the Pac-12. Um, I, I like all three venues. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to – here's my dream is to catch, if it falls right, to catch Gonzaga-St. Mary's in the West Coast final. Mm. Try to catch uh, uh, maybe the semifinals of – of the Mountain West, and then hopefully Arizona and UCLA will meet in the final of the wow. Pac-12, and and then fly to Des Moines for yeah. six games yeah. Thursday and Saturday. Uh, I th- I hope that's the format where they got four the first, right, yep. six games, and then fly back to Vegas and get to watch the West Regional Finals. So it's I mean I might I might just have a terrific two and a half weeks of college basketball. Yeah, I, I know that the folks, I got a call from the folks at the Wild Rose, your partners on the suite here. They're pumped up about it. the fact that you guys are coming and the fact that they get to, you know, you've got that suite at Wells Fargo Arena. Yeah. Mike, I, I, have you have you been inside that building? The last time I watched a basketball game in Des Moines was the 93 girls 2A or through whatever large class final with, at Veterans with uh, Larry Niemeyer won with, with Cedar Rapids Jefferson. That's the last time. Watched a lot of games at the vet with Dubuque yeah. Wallert with the boys growing right. up before I went there. Right. Before I went there, going to the vet for the state. And they had some great teams in the early 80s, you know, when I was seven, eight, nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in the state tournament and some great games. I, I remember we were down 14 to Assumption in, in the first round game at the state, going to the fourth quarter and came back and were tied with three seconds left and had the ball at half court and made a layup at the buzzer. And when, I mean, just some really great memories at veterans. So would the family stay over? Oh yes. Yeah. We'd, st- we'd stay over for If they got knocked out, then we'd drive back, you know, yeah. then we'd drive back home. Otherwise we'd stay, you know, everybody from the school would always stay at the same hotel and, and you know, what it's a real community. Well, that's what kept Trent busy this last week. In fact, uh, he wasn't on the show today with me. He was at the uh, well, uh, doing, uh, what did he have, Dowling Catholic and Pleasant Valley, and the early game was Ankeny Centennial. There's two high schools in Ankeny now. Um, a, a Centennial versus, oh, Johnson Dragons, who are probably maybe the team to beat. So that's what Trent's been up to today. You know, I missed the six-on-six six with the girls, though. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, experience it. I, I just, I, I think that was something so uniquely Iowan, and it was yeah. – I, it actually taught a lot of skills, right? You could only dribble twice, and then you had mm-hmm. to pass the basket. I, I, I would go if I went down to watch. I would, I would, I would go and watch both girls' state tournaments because I thought they were outstanding. So when did it end, Mike? Do you have a? Cause I got here in '89, and I don't remember. I'm not sure I was into it to be honest. You know, high school sports. I didn't grow up here, obviously. Do you have any idea when that would have ended? It was it in the '90s or was it prior to? I think it was while I was in high. In it was when I was in high school, so that's '88 to '92. So okay, somewhere so, in there. Yeah. Uh, keep going. I'll look it up. All right. Well, yeah, um, because I know I've I've read a lot of articles on it and spoken to a lot of people, a lot of women that have played in it. So the two dribbles. So you pick up your dribble, and if you you got to pass the ball clearly. Yeah, if you so, dribble a third time, it's traveling. Okay, so or how you do you? Three? I mean, so where do you where do you place where do you place the girls on the floor? Do, do there's a couple of them that never cross mid court almost? Well, they never. No, you have three offensive and three defensive players. Okay, if the basket is made. They the refs throw the ball to half court to go the other way. Okay, didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. Yes. It was a very interesting game. And Iowa was was unique when it when it comes to this. No one else stayed. They were the last one to have it. I think Oklahoma had it for a shorter period of time. Yeah. Um, 
1993 was the final final year of it. So right, uh, right in your high school wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, also in your wheelhouse is the NHL, mine as well. (laughs) This has been a crazy week. So just before we get into a little bit more in depth, and I love the fact that we talk hockey on this program because I don't get to. Um, I'm not poking holes at at our show. I mean, Trent Trent watches college basketball. I like to gravitate to more hockey. Um, Who in your mind got better? this week what contender is better than they were this time last week when we spoke well I draw, I draw a big circle around the rangers and waiting to come on with you i watched the first eight minutes of the, this madison square garden's on fire oh i bet i mean these i this this fan base is so energized and they're playing ottawa tonight right. i i it was they Kreider scored a shorthanded goal off a bad penalty call and they're still one nothing with two minutes to go mm-hmm. but these range i mean that fan base is energized you still have Shesterkin now. He went through that five-game stretch where he was awful, terrible, uh, right? But yeah. uh, I, I think that this, the, this team is like they believe, right? And uh, now, I, I was, I have always drawn a line through New Jersey and said it's Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, New Jersey goes there and just makes Colorado look silly. I mean, the way yeah. that they, they so. But Kale McCarr was out, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. but. I think you have to consider them. It's it's really interesting. Rain. Kenny, a lot of a lot of teams are going all in that are going to be out in the first round. Just think yeah. about that. That are oh, going to be out in the first round, especially in the East. It's it's so difficult. The, the the Stanley Cup winner. I mean, I think there's only well, how many teams in the West can win the cup? One. Would you put Edmonton in that in that group? Kenny, Edmonton's now the second betting choice in the West. The Knights, who sit atop the West, are the third choice to come out of the West. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's Colorado has now become the yeah. favorite again. Edmonton, I, I looked at Edmonton. I was very impressed last night against Toronto. I so thought they played I. real well. Yep, real well. I still think Dallas can win it. So mm-hmm. I hate to say no to the Knights. Um, and the quick, what did you think of the quick move? So I was on the first time I was ever I was on the Knights podcast today. That you know Sheriff Lawless and yeah. a guy named yeah. named Dave. It was terrific too. They, those guys are great. But Gary Gary Lawless, you know where he came from before. Wait a minute. So I I, I sat down and they welcomed me and I, you know I know all of them and I said, oh this is a Golden Knights. I thought this was ground control. This Manitoba connection here is Lawless <laughs> and then Knighty of course. Knighty yes. He's from some small town that the right outside home yeah. of the lilies. Home yeah. of the, this is the home of the lilies and yeah. all that. I said this. I thought I was doing a Jets podcast. <laughs> no, they're they're both they're both good Manitoba boy. I think Wallace is from Ontario. And I know Knighty does a lot of work back there in his home area, right? He's very supportive yeah. of the programs and everything. I, I you know I kind of busted his balls because they had, you know we we're talking about the youth hockey programs in Vegas, and obviously Derek gives up six figures every year to it. My kids wow. are in it. Derek's going to give a check for 100000 right before the Canadians game on Sunday. Jeez. And me and my kids are going to walk out there on the ice with them. Nice. And, and I just talked about it. And I and and so we talked this and that and what the Knights mean to our business. And I said, can I ask you guys one question? And Shane Knighty, you're excluded from answering. But in what world is Leah Hextall a national <laughs> play-by-play? Oh, yeah. they are. <laughs> you know, they, well, they are. I think they're from, if they're not from the same hometown, they're very, they grew up very close together. I mean, look, this is. She's taken the job from Knighty. You know, Knighty's like the number three guy, and she's become the number two. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
No, look, she knows the game. Obviously, her family, it's just the presentation. It's just not there. It's just not She's there. screaming and yelling yeah. and, and all this. My wife says, turn it off. If, you know, it's a late game and I'm watching the Sharks or something, and then she, she goes, Ma, please. Turn the I can't take that screaming woman. Yeah, no shit. That, that's oh. true. But from a really good hockey family, as you well know. But um, so Shane Knighty was, um, he was between the benches. He was a part of the Jets. He was the color guy for the Jets. Yeah. And then when the Knights came, it was a big loss. I mean, it was a huge loss. Not only him, but Gary Lawless, who was, you know, between periods guy, he was a huge loss. He's, you know, with Gaucher and Knighty, it's a downgrade usually when they're a national game and we don't have our local. Our, our local announcers are right at the top of the game, yeah. you know, yeah. radio and TV. We, yeah. We're we're blessed with the media team that the Knights put together when they when they started. No, no question about it. All right. So anyhow, let's anyhow, they quick. So they asked me about quick. Yes. You know, and, and they're you know, what a great this. And I said, well, you know, five years ago, maybe. Sure. Uh, but I mean. I guess he's in the argument for greatest American-born goalie. Goalie, yes. Um, I'd put Barrasso and Richter maybe above him, um, but anyhow. But what do they do? They think Thompson's not coming back at all. Um, I I know you probably don't want to play Brisson in the playoffs, but he's played well for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what it does. I don't know that this is a huge, I mean, the Knights fans out here are all going nuts. So now we're going to win the Jonathan quick. Yeah. I, I Five years ago, Jonathan quick, yeah. maybe. Right. right? I mean, He's at the end of his 10. I think it's a 10 year deal that he signed. He's yeah. at the end of that. Look, the Kings don't win the cups without him. They just don't win the Stanley cup though. Either one of them. Do you think this trade was the three-way was orchestrated before it ever happened with Columbus? Do you think the Kings would have really sent him to Columbus? I think they no. knew he was coming to Vegas. Well, I I want to believe that's the case because right? that, I mean, that he, they did him wrong. To him? How could right. you do it to him? The, this is one of the this is the, this guy's as responsible for the two Stanley Cups as anybody, and you ship him off from a team that's you know battling for first place in the West. They're going to be in the to, playoffs, yeah. Right to the worst team in hockey, and it's not even close. Well, maybe it's close with the Blackhawks. But uh, but uh, no, I thought they did him wrong. It, it was good to see. So back to the back to the win. First of all, I think the Western teams are worse. I think San Jose and Anaheim are worse than those those Eastern teams, the the, the Blackhawks yeah. and I, I'm and the Blackhawks aren't. But I mean those Midwest right. teams. Um, I really do. I watched the San Jose team there. They and the 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 the, the Ducks goal differential is ludicrous, but. They get blown out in these games, but San Jose's awful. You ever watch them play? Just when they the play the win, they, yeah. they, they they don't. They're just they're terrible on the penalty kill. That's a really bad team, San. Jose. And now they lose Timo Meyer to the yeah. uh, to the to the Devils. We could see Devils Rangers in round one, and I would have thought, you know what, good because I've got a big ticket on the Rangers, and that's going to advance them around. I'm not so sure anymore. No, I think we will see Devils Rangers. I think we will, but I'm not I, so sure the Rangers asked, advance. They asked Gerard Gallant. He said he doesn't really. They said you got to get. You know, they'll have the home ice, and he said I don't mm-hmm. think it's significant the home ice in a series like that. Mm-hmm. A metro, a metro sir. Home ice is. And I got to tell you this too, you know, because we talk about hockey is definitely the most unpredictable playoff sport. Mm-hmm. Home ice means so much less than it did 20 years ago. Because all the rinks are standardized now. That's true. Remember, the, the rinks were all different sizes, yeah. and the Edmonton had the huge wide. I mean, mm-hmm. now every it's all cut cookie cutter. I think that makes a big difference. The only thing is the um, uh, is, is the last change for for a coach that wants to match lines. That would be it. I, I'm with you. 
Um, yeah. yeah, that's a that's a fair point. The home ice advantage, not what being what it once was. So if Carolina, who is going to finish in first, well, I shouldn't say that because the Devils are right there with them. But if we get Devils Rangers, then Carolina would get the second wild card team, which I guess would be the Islanders. Yeah, uh, I think that the Eastern Conference playoffs this year might be some of the best I've seen in a long time. Well, the I, I mean, you're talking about. Toronto, Tampa Bay, winner to play Boston. You're talking about Islanders, Devils, winner to play Carroll. I mean, these are compelling from the jump in round one. Absolutely. Without, yeah. without a doubt. And you know what? For the, in, in order for the Bruins to get that opportunity, they're probably going to have to knock off Sidney Crosby. Now, I get that Pittsburgh's not what they once were, but it's still Sidney Crosby. Yeah, it is. And who do you want to play? Do you, I, I don't want to play Sidney Crosby, but I, I don't know who you're going to wind up with there. Uh, as the two wild card. I mean, that's still up for grabs too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably rather probably rather want to play the Islanders if it fell that way. Yeah. Um, just because I don't think they have the scoring um, to compete with the Bruins. But you never know. I mean, the Bruins could have a, a top five best all time regular season record, and you could be out in the first round. That's mm-hmm. the nature of hockey. That doesn't mean. Mm-hmm. No, I always say these these series matchups where somebody's a three dollar favorite are ludicrous. Yeah, you're right. Is this the year the Leafs do it? I think they're in too tough here. Because just, of they're going to have to pay Tampa than Boston. I think they're in too tough here. Yeah, and the Boston has always been, in, in, especially in recent memory, thwarting them. And whether it's a seven game series yeah. or they just can't, you know, get over the hump. I thought they're going to do it a couple of years ago, and then they lost that game seven and. In Boston, it was really a great series with mm-hmm. all the games being competitive. I don't know. I think they they can play a different style this year. Um, I was looking at, you know, obviously Boston's the favorite now to win the mm-hmm. cup. Colorado's second. Um, Carolina's third, followed very closely by Toronto. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's interesting. Then Edmonton and then the Knights. Wow. A couple of Canadian teams. Boy, it's been a long time since the Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. 93, I think it was, Montreal. Was it 93 or 91? Early 90s anyway, since uh, since they won the Cup. All right. I think 93 was was second. second was cup. it? Was yeah. it? You know who's kind of caught my attention a little bit? Uh, let me localize it. Minnesota Wild are playing really well right they're now. They're playing a I lot thought, better. I We talked about this six weeks ago. We saying did. Languishing. Out, you know, right? Yeah. yeah. Playing a lot better. A lot yeah. better. So I'm but torn. I, think, I still think they've got to make the decision – that Gustafson has got to be their number one. Without player. a doubt. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't, no. I know the story and this, this, the three cut, you can't put him as number one in no. the playoffs. No, Gustafson's playing better than him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm torn as a Jets fan, right? Cause everybody, oh, I got to make a trade. You got to make a trade. We got to make moves. You're going to lose Pierre Luc Dubois for starters, nine out of 10 NHL players. If they have a no trade, Winnipeg is on the top of the list. So it's really difficult to get guys to go there, but all the assets, that's how you have to win in Winnipeg. You have to, Grow your talent and develop. Draft and develop. You don't want to give away those guys for a rental. I'm not even sure Winnipeg's going to make the playoffs, Mike. I, I truly believe that. I would not. I would not go all in. I would not. I think this is you got to develop this team. You're going to have Hellebuck for a while. You got to grow it. Years, yeah. Grow it organically. I think um, it's too tough for them. I don't think they're in a spot. Uh, it, it, interesting. So we're talking about greatest American goaltenders of all time. Mm-hmm. Who's the greatest American goalie in the NHL today? Who's the best? I should say, not the, the best American goalie, the kid in Vancouver, Demko. Yes. You think he's better than Hellebuck? Maybe by an inch. I, I love I have, Hellebuck. I have Ottinger and Hellebuck one too. Do you? I'm I'm a big Ottinger guy. Okay. 
I, but I'd put Hat Ottinger and Hellebuck one two over Thatcher Demko. Ronald Reagan's favorite goalie, Thatcher Demko. Yeah, really. That's good. That's really good. Um, look, the Jets aren't where they are without Connor Hellebuck. Uh, with, without a doubt, he's kept them in more games. For look, the, the, when, when, where did they get outshot? I think it was in New York. It was in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. They got outshot fifty-one to seventeen, and won the game they five two one. to one, two to one, or something like three five to one. one I think. Or was it? It got out of hand. And he plays all the games for them. Everyone. I mean, he's another guy. He plays eighty percent of their games. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. Time. I mean, you know. No. Uh, so, are you sold out this weekend? We are. Yeah, we Can are. You, now can you, uh, if there's somebody out there that wants to, I got to do March Madness, I got to cross it off my list. Can you get in? Is there anything um, available this late? Get into the watch parties. You can get yeah. into the watch parties. You can get into the book and you can get into Stadium Swim on Saturday. Thursday, Fridays are sold out. You know, this weekend's a very interesting weekend, Kenny, because we have this Jim Ursay collection thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it where they bring all this rock and roll memorabilia. Oh, I've seen it. Yes. And you're going to have a concert with all these incredible musicians. We've got NASCAR here this weekend. We got this big UFC fight card on Saturday night with Jones and all this. It's actually a, an incredible weekend, uh, and these all these little conference tournaments too this weekend. Saturday's a pretty amazing day here. In fact, I, I didn't know that. So when yeah. the the uh, the regional final uh, is in Vegas, and we'll be there for it. I, I everywhere is coming out. I think Chris, John Miller, uh, Matt Van Winkle, and I'm going to be there uh, with the family, but can do some stuff. Um, is Taylor Swift doing a concert that week? Is that the same weekend as the tournament? She's doing it seventeenth uh, is St. Patrick's Day Friday. Yes, I think her concert's Saturday night. So she's yes, she's on the regional final day. Where's that at? At Allegiant. Oh, at it's Allegiant. at Allegiant. I gotcha. She can she can sell yeah. seventy thousand tickets. I know? thought, how are they going to pull this off at T-Mobile? Oh, I can't. thought they can't. They do can't. It. They can't. No, they can't. Okay, gotcha. Allegiant. Unbelievable. Mike Palm, we're out of time. Enjoyed this. I uh, love talking hockey. Love going behind the scenes, what's going on in a very busy week in Las Vegas. We'll get back into Major League Baseball uh, when we resume uh, with the hook next week here on Iowa Everywhere. Thanks for being with us. Talk to you tomorrow on the radio. Mike Palm will join Trent and I tomorrow at 12.05 local time, and we'll do this again uh, next week here on Iowa Everywhere. Mike, have a great week. Thanks, everybody. Iowa Everywhere.